Welcome back to a new episode of the Leading Yourself podcast. We are in the month of May, and as I mentioned on our last week's episode, the theme for this month, my personal theme for this month is energy. How to generate and keep and protect that vibrant energy. Let me ask you something. Are you tired of feeling tired? Do you know that feeling? Are you looking to feel vibrant and have your best energy so you can show up as your best self? That's what we're talking about today on the Leading Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. We are talking about energy, how to generate vibrant energy, how to have vibrant energy, and how to protect that energy. That's what we're talking about on the podcast. And there's going to be at least a couple of episodes that I have in mind, but we'll see how it goes. If it gets too long, we'll split it up in two. But here is my thought for, for this series around energy. I mentioned on a previous episode how much we talk about and spend time and worry about managing our time, planning our time, protecting our time. And time is a non-renewable resource, right? Meaning if we spend it, it's gone. And therefore, we must protect our time. We must be strategic about our time. We must be intentional about how we spend our time, what we say yes to, what we say no to. But a lot of times we forget in the midst of planning and protecting our time and managing our time to also see to the other side that is equally important, and that is our energy. It's not only about protecting our time, but it's about protecting our energy and managing our energy so we can feel at our best. I have a personal goal to feel at my best, to have vibrant energy because I have experienced times when I have that kind of energy and I know what I am capable of doing and achieving and how I show up when I have that vibrant energy versus what I don't. And I like that version of myself much better, if I'm completely honest. I am a better version of myself when I have vibrant energy. My energy is a big influence in how I show up in this world, how I show up with my kids, with my husband, at work, with friends, with my family. The days that I am tired and exhausted, I am not my best self. I am not contributing at the same level. I am not as creative. I am not as patient. 
versus when I have that vibrant energy that I can I get to show up as the best version of myself, more energetic, more friendly, a better listener, a much better contributor to any conversation, any activity, any engagement. And I bet that you have experienced that too. I bet that you have experienced times when you have vibrant energy, what you feel in your A game, and you're showing up in a way that sometimes you're like, who is this person? I didn't knew I was capable of being this person. And yet, yes, you are, because that is you. That is the best version of you. And I bet you also have had times when you're tired and overwhelmed and exhausted, where your energy levels are not optimal, and you struggle to show up in the way that you want. I bet you have experienced that just like I have. And wouldn't it be amazing to always have that vibrant energy? I think so. And that is my mission, to be able to generate that kind of energy and to be able to protect my energy. Because a lot of times, We put a lot of work on generating energy and we focus on that part, but then we forget about protecting it. And as quickly as it comes in, it leaves. It goes away into places that we can care less about, right? Typically, it goes to places that we can care less about, not to the places where we want to infuse that vibrant energy that we have. So today, we're going to start our conversation around all of these things. And to start with, I think it would be important to dive into... Into what are the signs that you are too low on energy and why you might be low on energy. You need to understand first if you are low in energy and why you are low in energy before you can start correcting or increasing your energy. So let's start there. Let's start talking about some of the signs that might tell you that your energy is low or that your energy is not optimal. So some of the things might include that it's really difficult to wake up in the morning and get out of bed. Or maybe when the alarm goes off in the morning, you feel like you haven't sleep enough or you feel tired the minute that you wake up. Maybe you are feeling unmotivated every day of the week. Maybe you have increased symptoms or feelings of depression or anxiety. Maybe you're not able to stay up as late as you used to. You're falling asleep before your bedtime. Maybe you are feeling foggy or unable to focus on your tasks during the day. Possibly reasons you are low in energy might include that you are too stressed or you are worrying out too much. It might be not getting enough good quality sleep at night. 
It might be that you possibly are eating a poor diet. It might be another reason could be actually that you're consuming too much caffeine. Maybe you're eating too much or too little. Maybe your low energy could be from drinking too much alcohol or that you're not feeling well mentally. There might be a physical condition and I'm not going to get in anything that relates to medical conditions because that is something you should talk to your doctor and have that conversation with your doctor. But in general, those are some of the ways that low energy manifest and some of the reasons why you might have low energy. That low energy might be caused by physical, mental, or emotional reasons, or a combination of all those three. I would say sometimes what I personally have experienced is that when I have low energy is because I'm doing very little of the things that energize me, that light me up. And that is one place where I want to start our conversation today. The first tactic, the first tip, the first strategy, however you want to call it, that can help you try to identify what are the things that influence your energy is to create a list of the things that give you energy and the things that deplete your energy. I have that as a note on my phone. You can have it on a journal, on a piece of paper, or like me, you can start a note on your phone and basically create two lists. You want to create a list of energy givers and you want to create a list of energy takers. What are the things, the activities, the people the that give you energy and what are the things that suck energy out of you? Do you know what those things are? And see, I'm going to give you some examples and I'm going to share some of my own personal things to inspire you and maybe spark that some ideas on what might be those for you. Because here's the thing, we are all different and our energy is influenced by different things. Some things that might give me energy might take away energy from you, right? So let me share some of mine. Some energy givers, and I'm going to start with some very generic ones that tend to apply to most people, and then I'll get a little bit more specific. But some general things that give energy are sunlight, exercise, meditation, fresh air, cuddles with a pet or a loved one, friends and family, sleep. Those are very generic energy givers, right? Um, Some other things could be going on a walk, getting outside. Um, It could be doing things that you love. For, For example, for me, recording this podcast episode, speaking at an event, those are things that give me energy in ways that I had never imagined. I am recording this on a Sunday. Yesterday, Saturday, I was speaking at an event. Um, and even though I was super tired because I've been traveling for the last three weeks and 
my trips have been, some of them have been quick, some a little bit longer, but I have been getting home from my trips like past midnight every time. For some reason, it worked out that way. And I need to be more intentional next time because now I know that that for me is an energy sucker, right? But I wasn't feeling at my best energy. And the moment that I got on that stage and I start speaking to a group of women this weekend, I felt so energized. That gave me so much energy because that's something that I love. Drinking water, it's another way, another thing that gives energy. For me, reading a book, having some me time alone is an energy giver. Exercising, we talked about that, but for me, is a non-negotiable every morning. That's why I exercise every morning as part of my morning routine, which my morning routine in itself is an energy giver for me. Achieving something, that feeling that I have achieved something is an energy giver for me, right? So what are some of the things that are energy giving for you? What are some of the things that make you feel vibrant? that you feel more energized as a result of engaging in those things. Another thing for me is attending a life event, having a cup of coffee with a friend, hugs with my kids, taking pictures. I love to take pictures. I get energized when I am able to just spend time with my camera taking pictures, traveling, getting to know new places and new cultures hitting a goal, watching a sunrise or a sunset, being able to mentor or coach someone. I feel so energized after I have a meeting with one of my mentees or one of the people that I'm coaching, snuggling with my kids, creating valuable content, going out with friends, visiting family. All of those things are energy givers for me. Now, what might be some energy suckers? Let's start with some generic ones that typically apply for to a lot of people. Overthinking, big energy taker, people pleasing, negativity. Social media can be a big energy sucker, right? If you are mindlessly scrolling on your phone, toxic people, focusing on the past, no physical movement stress, working on something that you don't like. Those are energy suckers. So what might be some energy suckers, some energy takers for you? What are some things that after you do that thing, you feel like your energy tank just depleted? Just having this awareness of what are your energy givers and what are your energy takers, it's a great exercise and a great starting point to start to manage your energy because then you can be intentional about it. How can you do more or how can you incorporate every day some of the things in your energy giving list and how can you minimize, say no to, avoid, or strategically plan for your energy suckers or your energy takers? For example, at work, I have to say, and you probably can relate to this, when I look at my calendar and I look at all the meetings that I have in a day, I already have an idea of which of those meetings 
are going to give me energy and which ones are going to take energy from me? Which are the meetings that I am not looking forward to and what are the meetings that I'm looking forward to? Or what are the tasks or the things that I that are in my to-do list that I'm looking forward to do, the problems that I'm looking so, to solve, or on the contrary, the things that I wish I didn't have to do. So you can be a strategic about how you schedule those things. And I know it's sometimes hard to manage your schedule to that level. But for me, if I'm going to have a meeting that I know is going to be an energy sucker type of a meeting, I try to schedule before and after that block of time an activity or a meeting that is energy giving. So I can get my batteries up before that meeting so I can show up the best that I can. And afterwards, I have a way to recharge after that meeting. And that can be just organizing your work or incorporating a break in between those meetings that you're not looking forward to or a simple five minute of doing something that you love, something that is in your energy giving list. So what a way to start this conversation, isn't it? I hope that you're finding this helpful. Just if you only take this from today's podcast episode, I think this can make a big difference in how you just look at your energy differently. Or how do you even start looking at your energy and the things that energize you and the things that suck your energy out of you? Because just having that awareness can make a really big difference. Now, let's talk about how can we have more energy? How can you feel more energized during the day? And I'm going to start with some very basic things. And I know they sound basic and you have heard them before, but it's first of all, good to have a reminder and two, to look at these things from the lens of how am I generating better energy and how am I protecting my energy? So the first thing is sleep. Are you having a consistent sleep schedule? Are you sleeping enough? And there is a lot of research out there that suggests that we should sleep anywhere between seven and eight hours every night. But I realize we are all different, right? I know people that can sleep five, six hours and they're fully recharged. That unfortunately is not me. I do need, I need my full eight hours every day to really recharge. But you know yourself best. Are you sleeping enough and are you having a good quality sleep? And what can you do to improve the quality of your sleep? I personally believe that having an evening routine is critical to improve the quality of your sleep. There is a rule out there, the three, two, one rule that says don't eat three hours before going to bed, don't work two hours before going to bed, and don't engage with electronics one hour before going to bed. That simple rule can make a big difference in improving the quality of your sleep. But having a routine, what are things that help you relax at the end of the day? Maybe is reading a book. Maybe is watching a TV show. Maybe it's just doing a brain dump, 
that one for me is helpful a lot of times when my brain doesn't seem to be able to stop and just keeps thinking and thinking and thinking of all the things that I need to do and I don't want to forget. I always have a notebook next to my bed where I can do a brain dump and write everything there. So it will be there waiting for me the next morning. It doesn't have to interrupt my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. And that gives me that peace of mind that I'm not going to forget about those things because there's been times where I haven't done my brain dump and I'm thinking about all these things and I'm afraid I'm going to forget. And the next morning I wake up and I'm like, what I was thinking about last night, I know it was important. I know I had to do something, but what was it? And then you start your day already stressed, already attacking your own energy, sucking your own energy with that thought process and that worrying and that stress of what is that I was thinking about, what is that I need to do. So a brain dump can be a great strategy to help you at the end of the day if you are someone that struggles to to fall asleep because you struggle to slow down your brain. Doing some stretches before night, doing a meditation, um, going for a walk, avoiding drinking large quantities of water right before going to bed so you don't wake up in the middle of the night because of that. All of those things can help you have a better night's sleep. And protecting your sleep means protecting your energy. We all need to recharge. And sleep is the main way that our bodies know how to recharge. So we need to protect our sleep. Okay, the second tip for generating energy and feeling energized is to stay hydrated right? To consistently stay hydrated. Being hydrated is one of the most common reasons you are suddenly feeling low on energy, but thankfully is one easy to fix, right? Dehydration, one of the symptoms of dehydration is low energy. Try getting a water bottle with you everywhere that you go and try to drink water every hour. Maybe putting an alarm on your phone that goes off every hour on the top of the hour. That is a reminder to sip on your water. Or maybe your approach is to drink one glass of water before each meal. And then in between meals, maybe in halfway in between meals, have an alarm to remind you to drink water. For me, having a water bottle with me all the time everywhere that I go is the best reminder for me to stay hydrated. And I like the water bottles that have a straw so I can sip on it. And that way I get more water throughout the day. I also recommend that you calculate how much water you should drink daily based on your personal markers. One easy way to know how much water you need is to divide your weight in pounds by two, and that would give you the amount of ounces of water that at a minimum you should drink. For me, I my goal is to drink almost my weight in water every day, but that is because I do exercise. I do sweat. Um, I've been doing infrared saunas. I will talk more about that on a future episode, maybe next week. And I am sweating more. So I am trying to be conscious about drinking more water. 
If you struggle to drink water, my best advice is to slowly walk your way up to your goal. Don't try to do it overnight, right? Just try to drink a little bit more every day until you get to the point that you reach your minimum water intake goal. Another thing that is very helpful is to try with different temperatures of the water. Um, Some people drink more water if they drink water at room temperature. Some people will drink more water if they drink cold water. Maybe that varies for you depending on the season of the year. Like in winter, maybe it's more room temperature. In the summer, maybe it's ice water. Try to infuse some flavor into your water by putting some herbs or fruit in there. I love to add some mint or basil and lemon to my water or some berries just to give it a hint of flavor and be less boring because that's the one excuse that I hear a lot of time from people is like water is boring, but we should be drinking water as our main drink throughout the day and not anything else. And the more you can replace any other drink by water, the better you're going to start feeling. Because drinking coffee or drinking soda or drinking juice, that is not hydrating you in the same way that water is. Okay, tip number three is talking about coffee. Keep your caffeine intake under control. I was at a point of my life drinking coffee like I was drinking water. I could drink two or three venti coffees a day easily because I love coffee. I will start my day with a cup of coffee. I would get to the office. I would drink a cup of coffee. Mid-morning, I would go talk to someone and have another cup of coffee. After lunch, I will enjoy my espresso. And then in the afternoon, I will make myself another coffee. And sometimes, um, you know, it's it was like big coffees, like a venti coffee. I love iced coffee, <laughs> I, I have to admit. Um, those that know me know how to get to my heart through coffee. Now, I have given up a lot on coffee. I have cut back a lot of coffee. It started with not drinking coffee after lunch. So between lunch and going to bed, not drinking any coffee. Um, you know yourself best, but for me, if I drink coffee past 2 p.m., it impacts my ability to have a good night's sleep. And that has changed over the years, right? I was able at one point in my life to drink a coffee right before bed and sleep like a baby. That is not me anymore. So now I'm very conscious of not drinking coffee late in the day. And if I'm going to have a coffee, I go decaf. I have substituted a lot of my coffee intake for decaf coffee because, to be honest, for me, is about the taste. It's not about the caffeine. The caffeine doesn't give me a rush of energy. Some people drink coffee because they feel that rush of energy after drinking coffee. That is not me. I drink coffee because I love coffee. So for me, it doesn't matter if it's decaf. And there are days that I don't drink coffee at all. I have been able to slowly cut back on coffee. Do not do this cold turkey because you're going to get terrible headaches. I learned that by experience. And it's not pleasant. You need to cut caffeine slowly. And I will start by cutting caffeine towards the end of the day and enjoying your coffee in the morning. 
and maybe even finding substitutes for your coffee for that boost of energy at the beginning of the day. I found a substitute. I will put the link on the show notes of this podcast episode, but I have what I call my gogo mama juice. That's how I call it, but it's basically a clean energy drink that I have in the mornings before my workout that just gives me that boost of energy that I need to maximize my workout in the morning. And to be honest, that works better than coffee for that purpose. And it tastes amazing as well. They have different flavors and my favorite are strawberry lemonade and fruit punch. Um, But they have other flavors as well. And it's a clean source of energy that different than coffee that you have a spike of energy and then all of a sudden it falls, it depletes. This one gives you consistent energy throughout a period of time. So um, controlling your caffeine intake, that was tip number three. Tip number four is to get regular and consistent exercise. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and they tell me, I just don't have energy to work out. I don't work out because I don't have the energy to work out. And I'll tell, on, my, on the other hand, I personally feel that if I exercise, then I have energy. So it becomes a chicken and the egg situation, right? What goes first? Is it that you need to have energy in order to exercise or that you exercise to generate energy? I am more of the later line of thought that when you exercise, you create and generate more energy. And that has been my personal experience. There are days that I wake up and I go to my basement to do my exercise in the morning and I don't feel like it. I am tired. I am dreading that exercise and I still do it because I know by experience over and over, and this works every single time, that even those days that I feel that I don't have the energy and I don't feel like exercising, when I get my exercise in, I feel so much better afterwards, right? It's just 20, 30 minutes of movement that can make a big difference. I feel so much energized after having moved my body, after having exercise. Maintaining a healthy and consistent exercise schedule is a great way to start having more energy in just one month. If you commit for 30 days to work out every day, if you start your morning five days a week for a whole month, just moving your body, you're going to start to benefit from increasing levels of energy. Plus, Let's be honest, there are so many other amazing benefits to regularly exercise. So it's a win-win all over. And here's the thing, if you are currently not exercising and you don't know where to start, first of all, message me. I, I became a health and fitness coach some years ago because I needed that accountability because I was that person that didn't knew what to do or how to do it. And I really struggled to stay accountable. So I told myself, if I become a coach, then I will be accountable with myself. So happy to help you there. But start with something that you like. 
I think one of the reasons why people don't get to develop a consistent exercise routine is because they force themselves to do things that they don't like. Start doing something that you like. What is one type of movement, exercise, sport that you like? Start with that. Or start just with going for a walk. And if you can get outside, that is a plus because then you're getting your vitamin D from the sunshine, you're getting fresh air and so many other benefits from getting out in nature or just out into the fresh air out of your home. Okay, another tip for feeling energized is to monitor your vitamin levels. This can be a more complex step than some of the others because we're all different right? And for this one, I just recommend that you talk to a medical professional about your vitamin levels, that you ask them to get them checked when you have your annual physical, and that they can recommend you what vitamins you need to supplement with, right? Because taking vitamins prescribed by a doctor or on the counter are a way of supplementing your current diet. And we'll talk about that in a second. And I don't want to recommend any particular vitamin supplement because we're all different. And what you need depends on your current levels. And your medical professional, your doctor is the best person to advise you of how can you optimize those levels. But having an unbalance of your vitamin levels, your mineral levels in your body can be a reason why you're always feeling tired. And getting that checked is important. And I personally like to do that once a year when I go to my doctor for my annual physical, I always ask them to check my vitamin levels. Like vitamin D, for example, is one I monitor very closely. Um, One that is related to energy is vitamin B and specifically B12. Those are things that your doctor can talk to you and help you figure out. And talking about vitamin supplementing our current diet, let's talk about our diet. Tip number six is to eat a healthy, balanced diet. And I call it diet not because it's a restriction or a weight loss diet, but just a way of eating, right? Maybe we should call it nutrition instead of diet. But healthy diets are another thing that can help you with so many aspects of your life. But one of those major areas is your energy levels. If you're eating a lot of fast food, a lot of sweets and junk food, if you're eating out constantly, your body has to basically fight against those foods and struggles to get the nutrients it needs to function at its best and provide and generate that level of energy that you're looking to have. This can be a challenging task if you're new to eating healthy and embracing a healthy lifestyle, but I think just starting with drinking more water, adding more veggies into your diet, trying to limit the amount of processed foods and high sugar containing foods, that can be a very basic first step to just get to eating healthier and feeling better. Our energy, our the main way that our body creates energy is by burning calories, right? The calories are the unit of energy that our body consumes to generate energy. And 
the thing is a lot of times we look at qual and calories just as a number, but they are from calories to calories. And what you eat and the quality of the food that you eat directly impacts your levels of energy. I will tell you when I'm home and I'm cooking my meals and I'm intentional about eating healthy, I feel so much more energized. I'm less tired. I, I have better ability to focus. When I eat more processed foods or, or I'm out and about and traveling and eating out, my levels of energy are not the same. I feel more fogginess after meals. If that's something that you feel, that might be an indication that you need to look into what you're eating. And there are actually a lot of studies out there that suggest that there are foods that are great to make you feel more energized, to give you more energy. Um, just to mention a few, I was Googling this in preparation for our podcast episode today, but things like bananas, fatty fish, uh, sweet potatoes, eggs, oatmeal and quinoa, avocados, dark chocolate. Yes, dark chocolate. That is one of my favorites. I like to eat one little square of dark chocolate after my meals, and that feels like dessert, like I'm training myself, but also is something that is contributing to my levels of energy, and I don't feel guilty about having one little square of dark chocolate. Um, goji beer, berries, um, those are all foods that are great foods to gain energy, to replenish your energy. Just like we talk about that list of energy givers and energy takers at the beginning of the podcast, you can do a list of foods. And this list might look also different from person to person. Like I'll tell you, bananas was in this list from this report that I look online. Bananas don't work for me. I actually don't like bananas, right? I don't enjoy them. So you don't have to eat things that you don't enjoy. Focus on the things that you enjoy that make you feel good. And the best way to figure out what are those energy givers and energy takers in terms of food is by tracking what you eat and reflecting on how you feel after your meals. But some big offenders that will be on the energy taker list, we mentioned a few before, is high processed foods, fried foods, um, sugar, especially refined sugars and artificial sweeteners. Those are no-nos when it comes to protecting our energy and creating sustainable energy for the day. And then when we talk about nutrition, there are things that are more sophisticated than what I'm sharing right now, uh, like monitoring your blood sugar content, right? Like they are... Um, devices you can use to track that all day long and you can see how different foods impact your sugar levels. And typically when any food that creates a spike and then a crash, those are the foods that you want to stay away from. But you don't need to use any device or do anything like that just by trial and error, just by being mindful about what you eat and connecting with yourself on how you feel after a meal can be a great way to identify what are those foods that give you energy and what are those foods that are not making you feel at your best energy throughout the day. So um, that was tip number six. Tip number seven is to stretch and maybe do some yoga daily. I'm not a yogi. Uh, I'm not good at yoga. 
I don't enjoy yoga as much. There are times that my body really wants to do a yoga class and I do them sporadically, but it's not my go-to way of movement. But grabbing your yoga mat and start incorporating some yoga and, and or some stretching exercises into your morning or your evening routine or in the middle of the day can be a great way to give you more energy. You know, we talked about exercise before, and when I talk about exercising, I'm talking about the kind of exercise that is going to help you build muscle mass or is going to elevate your heart rate, right? That is the type of exercise I was talking before. This is more stretching, right? Um, It can help you wake up in the morning and start your day with better energy or at night can help you have a better night's sleep. I like to include some stretch moves in between meetings, especially if I've been sitting down all day. Standing up and stretching can be a great way to quickly re-energize before the next block of time. Tip number eight, one of my favorites, have a consistent morning routine. I talk a lot about morning routines here on the podcast. In fact, um, earlier this week, I was interviewing someone for an open position that I have in my team. Commercial, I am hiring. Uh, You can look in LinkedIn. I posted all the details of the position. If you work in the talent management space, I am hiring. But commercial aside, I was interviewing someone and she had just listened to one of my recent podcast episodes and heard me talk about the morning routine. And she asked me, what is your morning routine? Well, let me start by saying that if you don't wake up properly, you are not going to set yourself for a successful day ahead. The amount of energy that you have during the day can be directly influenced by the way you wake up and how you start your day. So for me, my morning routine is not negotiable. I have shared how that looks like many times here in the podcast. I'm not going to go into all the details, but at a very high level, I want to share with you what my morning routine looks like. First of all, let me start by saying that my morning routine takes me an hour and a half, and I realize that that is a lot, And I am not suggesting that you have an hour and a half morning routine. You can have a 15-minute morning routine and that be enough. That is actually where I started. And over time, I kept adding more time into the things that I do in that block of time or new things into my routine because that's what I needed at that season in my life. But right now, my morning routine is an hour and a half. And basically, I wake up every morning I drink water, I take what I referred to earlier, my gogo mama juice, as I like to call it, Um, see the links on the show notes of the podcast episode for more information on what that is, and then I hit play on a workout. And either before my workout or after my workout, I practice gratitude. That is a life-changing practice in my life. I write down five things that I'm grateful that had happened in the last 24 hours. And I do also a five-minute meditation. Typically is before my workout. Sometimes it's after my workout, depending on how I'm feeling that day or what workout I'm doing. And I do all kinds of workouts. I like and I love to lift weights. 
but I also like to walk on my treadmill. So depending on the day, it looks different. And um, then I drink more water and I will start planning my day. I like to look at my calendar, look at what is happening, identify my three priorities or my three not negotiables for the day. Um, another thing that I do in my morning routine, I, I'm going all over the place. This is not the order in which things happen. But another thing that I do in my morning routine is something that inspires me. So I like every day to look at a quote and reflect on what quote is telling me. Like what I do here on the podcast on Saturdays on the 6 a.m. club, I do that every day for myself. I have that, that self-reflection every day. And or um, typically and... I either listen to a podcast or listen to an audible book while I'm walking on my treadmill. So those are some of the things that I do as part of my morning routine. Of course, my morning routine ends with having breakfast and getting my kids ready and out of the door to go to school. So creating a morning routine of your own, it doesn't have to have all the things that I just mentioned. It can be just 15 minutes can make a big difference in how you feel throughout the day and help you set yourself for success for the remaining of the day. Um, Let's see, did I miss anything in my list of things? I think we cover most of it. Um, The other thing I would add is if you're feeling tired, uh, take a break. Taking breaks is okay. You don't have to be on go-go mode all day. I used to think that I had to if I wanted to do all the things that I needed and wanted to do. I thought if I was in go-go mode, I would get more things done. And that is far from the truth. Taking breaks, a lot of times it seems like I don't have time to take a break. Taking a break can help you re-energize and be more productive in the next block of time after that break. So rest when you need to rest, uh, prioritize rest, uh, whether it is sleep or other forms of rest. Rest is not only sleep and take breaks throughout the day. Another thing that can help is getting sunlight, getting out outside, getting fresh eye fresh air and getting sunlight. Even I was reading the other day that if you expose yourself to the sunlight in the morning, that helps with the melatonin uh, production in your body and can help you have a better night's sleep. Who would think that getting sunlight in the morning is going to help you sleep better at night? It does. Um, So getting that vitamin D And especially if you have deficiencies in your vitamin D, getting sunlight is a very easy and free way of managing your vitamin D. And it has so many other benefits, um, but it can really help you with, with your energy. A few other things, listen to the right tunes, listen to music. And music is energizing. If you're feeling tired. Sometimes what I like to do is just crank on my favorite music and that gives me a boost of energy, more so than a cup of coffee. Another thing is to turn the cold water. 
Uh, I'm going to talk about this next week on the next episode where I talk about some hacks and some things that I'm trying to generate more vibrant energy. But one of the things is to having cold showers. I do this almost every day. Um, I, I'm not yet to the point of consistency that I want to be, but after I'm done with my shower, I turn on the cold water for about a minute. I, I think it's less than a minute, to be honest. I don't think I have built up to that one minute, but cold showers can really help um, give your lymphatic system activated and help you have better energy throughout the day, at least in the morning. Laughing, there are studies that suggest that laughing more um, is really the best medicine. Not only it eases stress and boosts immunity, but you can get the benefits of added energy too by laughing more. Um, getting in flow is another thing. Have you ever noticed that they are that you're more tired when doing something that is tedious? We talk about this at the beginning of the episode. This um, it's a mental form of fatigue and affects your energy just as much as physical situations or causes can affect your energy. Therefore, choosing activities that you're interested in and saying no to the rest can really impact your levels of energy. Additionally, work without interruptions when possible or doing an activity with your family that keeps everyone engaged can be great ways of boosting your energy. Another way of going from feeling tired and, and stressed to having better energy is to reduce your levels of stress. Stress and anxiety um, and the worry habit are huge energy suckers, right? So if you struggle with any of these things, taking diligent steps to deal with them, with the source of these things, with the root cause of these things can have a direct impact in your levels of energy. So trying things like meditation or breathing exercises can really help you reduce your stress levels, your anxiety, your sense of worrying, and have positive impacts into your energy. Um, Use a mind trick that can also help with your energy. Our thoughts carry energy. That is so true. What we think about is who we are, right? We are not, we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. What we think is what we are. So sometimes a mind trick is to visualize how you want to act, how Will you show up if you have that vibrant energy? And just visualizing that can be a great exercise. Professional athletes do this as part of their training. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. Professional athletes, not only they train physically, but they train mentally. And one of the things they do is visualizing themselves having their best energy when they're competing and seeing themselves winning. And that's part of their training. And it has been proven by multiple research that this is a mind trick that works in generating better levels of, of energy. 
Another way is to get social connection. We are social beings and we get energy from being around other social beings. So surrounding yourself with people that energize you, people that you feel that you belong among them can be a great way of boosting your energy as well. I'm sure that you've noticed that maybe you were not in your best energy and then you went out with a good friend for um, lunch or coffee or a glass of wine or whatever it is. Uh, we talk about caffeine and alcohol, so maybe a glass of water, whatever it is. But if you're feeling down and you're feeling tired and you're feeling that your energy is not your best and all of a sudden you go out with your best friend and you feel so energized. That's because we are social beings and we get energy from social connections. There's also true that there might be people that suck your energy and you want to stay away from those people. Another thing is to motivate yourself, to listen to a podcast, to grab a inspirational quote, to read a book, to do something that inspires you. Because when we are inspired, we have better energy. For me, this is true. And I share with you, this is part of my morning routine every single day. So those are some tips to feel more energized during your day. I hope this was helpful. I know it got longer than I wanted it to be, but when I start talking about these things, I can't stop. I just, um, the nerd in me comes out and I love to talk about all of these things because this is something that is really important to me. Having vibrant energy, feeling at my best is one of my personal priorities. And I'm always looking to ways on how can I tweak things that give me better energy. So I hope this was helpful. I know some of these things you probably have heard before, but they were a good refresher and maybe ignites in you in doing something different this week to better manage your energy, to be more vibrant so you can show up as your best self. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I'm going to ask you two favors. One, if you would care to leave a review in whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, I will very greatly appreciate that. And ask number two, share this podcast episode with someone, whether it's a colleague at work, a friend, someone that you think can benefit from today's content. With that, I hope you have an amazing and energizing week ahead. And I will see you here again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.